get it. What up, what up, what up? Peace. This is the Fire This Time Podcast. I'm Ikeda J. My name is Sonny Teray. And thank you for coming back with us once again. We are back. This is the Fire This Time Podcast. We're here to give you some more heat, some more uh, thirstiness. You know what I'm saying? Something to make you thirsty, make you want some more. You know what I'm saying? I'm here with my man. You know what I'm saying? Sonny, as usual. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're going to get it started. What we got on the agenda today, Aki? Uh, we definitely got uh, some news from, uh, you know, the hip-hop world that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, we're going to uh, save this topic. We're going to we're gonna get into a little bit later the topic of uh, Cassie's allegations against Diddy and just what that is uh, maybe a window into as far as some of them deep, dark areas of the hip-hop world, you know, or the the, the art world, the media world, mm-hmm. you know, where we always suspected, you know, some shit was going down. And uh, definitely the, these these recent allegations and lawsuit, uh, is, you know, is indicative of that. But, you know, we're going to start it off with, you know, a topic that's kind of been going on uh, throughout, you know, the hip-hop media world all year. And that is, you know, uh, the fact that it's the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. At least, that, you know, this is the year being recognized for that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought it'd be a, a good chance for us, you know, a, as we start, you know, talk, you know, bringing up more and more cultural things, more and more things about hip-hop, you know, you know, for us to have some commentary or some, you know, be part of that conversation, Aki. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 50 years of hip-hop. And, um, yeah, Aki. What you've been taking in, you know, as far as all the different commemorations, whether they be concerts, interviews, you know, I know you mentioned to me you've seen a lot of faces you ain't seen in a while because, you know, these hip-hop figures are being commemorated. So what you've been taking away from all this? I mean, it's a good, like I said, I was saying earlier, it's a, um, for me, a good time, you know what I'm saying? Because it was artists that I hadn't seen in a long time, heard from in a long time. Some of them I forgot about. That, you know, they was real significant, you know, in me. And, you know, as far as my love for hip-hop as a fan. So, um, you know, it brought that out. Um, and it brought out conversations, you know what I'm saying? But I, I've been liking it. You know, it's been a lot of concerts and tours going around and things of that such nature but um you know it is what it is i don't i and i I do i will say this i like it that it's sort of been done independently i'm not saying like it's not some corporation involvement far as them doing shows on tv and things of that such nature we also seen the white house and kamala lead a commemoration of it too yeah you know what i'm saying so like um, but uh, it's definitely been something you know nice to see. Um, at least what we call you know we call this hip hop. You know, that means it's you know going back to 1973. So that's a long time ago. But you know, some deep roots in that. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's it's been you know, now far as how I have seen the 50 years from the beginning to now, that's a different conversation right there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed from the time that I came into hip-hop until now. That, you know, we have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. And, I, I mean, what you just said there, I mean, what we call hip-hop, 
And, you know, what I've been seeing this year is an increasing intensity of conversations within the black community, within the, I guess, the black intellectual sphere, you know, black cultural sphere. Some people saying that, uh, you know, positive things about hip hop for the 50th year, but also you, you see a lot of, uh, you know, criticisms just about hip hop not producing uh, certain things that we wish it could have or maybe it should have. Yeah. That in it that we thought that it set out to at its origins, you know. Mm-hmm. And in and you know, or you know, when we when we bring up the uh the core components of hip hop, yeah. you know, B boy, graffiti, you know, uh DJ, MC and and all those things, you know, uh I'm probably missing one, but it goes to show you that those things aren't uh, as prominent nowadays and uh, things have changed things have morphed yeah you know and uh and you know do is hip hop i guess long story short is hip hop still the most accurate term the most precise term for what's going on now or you know what i'm saying because i mean we can Andre 3000 just dropped the album i, I seen some, I, I i've seen Andre 3000 new album categorized as an experimental rap album it's an experimental slash rap, I think, on one of these magazines that reviewed it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, it ain't right. got no, it ain't got no bars on it. Yeah, that, that that's wild. Now that's wild. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I ain't, yeah. I ain't yeah. think nothing about that. I mean, just be real. Say this. Um, all the commemorations that's been going on, really, and most of the major work has been done in concert, promoting pretty much the two elements. You know, um, MCing and DJ. You know, that's mostly what I've been seeing, and I've been seeing a lot of DJ battles. And normally, when you got DJ battles, breakers are coming. So, um, I have been seeing some of that. But yeah, like what we know of from the beginning, what they um, <clears throat> formulated around the, the the guilds of art and artistry that we. I, don't, I guess we could say we put a title on. I don't know if we made that title up or not, but um, you know, a lot of our early MCs, DJs, they intermingled with those elements. You know, some of our early DJs were breakdancers. Some of the early MCs were breakdancers and pop lockers. Some of them were taggers, but they was MCers. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I guess that's where that conversation comes at because now we're talking the evolution of it. And does that mean that two of the elements are lost? Does it mean the elements... Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Are the elements lost? Or have the elements, you know, been stripped down but remain? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or were those elements... Were all those elements being present even necessary for it to, you know, be called hip-hop? At one time, yeah... But, you know, should that remain so? I, I guess is one question I have. Because when I think about hip-hop now, it could be the teenager that downloaded a beat from YouTube, no DJ necessary, even though maybe some DJ-type, you know, skills was put into the production of it. Yeah. But, you know, you can just sit in your room now and make hip-hop music. Yeah. And yeah. hip-hop music can be things with, you know, a soul sam- a traditional-type soul sample, a boom-bap-type beat. You know what I'm saying? It can be all the way that from that to what Lil Lot, Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi is doing. Yeah, you know what or I'm even what the Roots did with a live band, exactly and rhyming over the. So it can be mumble rap to the live band. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or 
what for the for a lot of people the sound of hip hop right now is no drums, just looped up soul samples. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of people, that's the sound of hip hop right now. Mm. No drums necessary, with or without lyrics, looped up soul samples. That's hip hop. You know? So hip hop is a lot of things. That umbrella is wide. And maybe it's best to think about hip hop as the name for an era or an epoch of black music. Yeah. Of what uh, of the dominant themes of this era, yeah. we call those in in you know, uh, hip hop. Yeah, you know, and maybe I, are, I mean, maybe a, a good question is: Are we still in the hip hop era, or are we moving to like a post genre type era? Or I, I think maybe a third option is: Is hip hop by definition the name of this post genre type era that we've been in, and we just yeah. need to accept it instead of looking for what is next? Maybe I, this is I know this is a conversation We had before too I mean I think it's more based on The people looking for Some form of purity That comes into something That comes into the conversation All the time mm-hmm. um, I think for me more Of what the issue is On that level Is the styles The The, the Being able to become Creative The creativity um, But still staying To The The core Like I'll give you a good example um, we talked You just spoke about Andre 3000 Andre 3000 Raps the way Andre 3000 raps Right When you hear Andre 3000 You don't think Andre 3000 Is anybody else You know that's Andre 3000 When you hear Nas You know that's Nas When you hear Busta Rhymes You know that's Busta Rhymes um, When you hear Kendrick You know When you hear J. Cole One is because A person that's, that likes uh, MCs and rappers you sort of get that etch, you know. We listen to music over and over again to the point we get familiar with how they rhyme and things and stuff like that. You know, everybody sounds alike today. Everybody sort of sounds the same, you know. Um, everybody really talks about the same shit. Um, and that's a that's a problem. Because sometimes it's not about the actual MC. Like, that's a conversation in itself. But that's just two rappers or two MCs competing against each other. Lyricists having a lyrical duel. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a something separate from you being, you know, hip-hop. But whether it's comical, whether it's, um, you know, reality-based, gangster, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody would say that, you know, I don't think they would say that, you know, gangster rap in its early days wasn't hip-hop. Because they was around all the solid hip-hop artists. If you listen to what they was doing, first of all, nobody really, besides Ice-T, you didn't really know nothing about the West Coast like that. Um, The South, same way. You know what I'm saying? Um... I think we're looking for something to carry the torch, but different styles now. It is a lot of, I would say, non-quality music, you know, that's out here, you know. Um, and it's gotten to the point where even people are questioning the, you know, the 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 morality of some of the hip-hop that we're producing now, you know what I'm saying? So... And I can understand the argument because some of this shit I be listening, you know, I didn't heard and listen to out here. You be like, wow. I think, uh, in large part, 
as, as a musician myself, you know what I'm saying? In large part, I do feel that a lot of people's complaints about the current state of hip hop are really complaints about the current state of the hip hop industry and the music industry in general and what's being pushed. Yeah. Because, you know, of course, that good music that, you know, with a good message or just well made is out there, but it's not necessarily what sells and not necessarily what enters into, you know, I guess the yeah. purview of a pretty vulturistic mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and maybe it's just easy to, you know, point the attacks at the music itself or the culture itself. No, no. And, I, and, I, and I, of course, I, you know, I, I think there has to be some balance because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, does. Because, you know, some of what, even, even apart from it being lucrative, you know, there's still a critique we got to have for, you know, the, the general music that, you know, is affecting, the, negatively affecting the culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I could also say this too, that the infrastructure that hip-hop was on has sort of been shifted. So, right, hip-hop used to have only a certain amount of avenues and vehicles to get it. One was the record store. We don't have any record stores anymore. Everything is on download. Two... You relied on the video, which really only came through about three avenues. MTV Raps, Rap City, or you say BET, MTV, mm-hmm. and Music Video Box. So that video, that was a state, and that was something that was stationary. You know what I'm saying? There was no cell phone for you to look it up on your phone. Had to look at it on TV, you know. So I think the structure on how, because that means you had to be decent. Either somebody seen something in you, and you was bogus, and you just got the opportunity and you blew it, or you was good. You had already solidified yourself amongst some other folks, and yeah, you know, hip hop. I like. I think the there was we got the golden age of hip hop. When hip hop was, you know, you're talking like eight between like 87, 88, 89, right? You know, that's what they considered to be the golden era. But then we had another era, and that's the era that I was in. And that's when, that's like the late 90s, early 2000s, like between 96, 95, and 2001. And that's when I seen us with. So much entrenched culture to where we were creating our own clothing lines, doing our own record labels. We had brothers getting TV shows. People get like hip hop was crossing over and it looked great. We just didn't know what that was going to mean. You know what I'm saying? Five, ten years later. But I seen it at that point where we actually was owning it. Like we were growing. Like people was able to secure things outside of the, the old avenues of the record labels and things like that. They couldn't control if we did movies. They couldn't control if we did a TV show. They couldn't control if you built a clothing line. They didn't have, you know, we was doing those type of things, multiple clothing lines. It was a time when I didn't wear any piece of clothing outside of maybe my drawers, undershirt, and maybe sometimes socks that did not come from a hip-hop-inspired brand 
that was endorsed by hip hoppers or just based on the culture period. It was the time period I remember. I, all my clothes came from them, which was very much different. And maybe the shoes. And sometimes the shoes, because I had some Wu Wallabies. You know? So, like, you know, it's evolved, it's changed. But, but we, we adapted. I just don't know how it's going to look in this world of downloads and streams. So. Yeah, I, I think there's so much that was left undone from that era. Because you're, you're speaking to a lot of promise and potential, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that that was definitely there. But I, I think one question you got you got to ask is, are some of them big names that have survived and thrived since then, were they, were they the ones that was really, you know, staying down and focused on building that, you know what I'm saying, independent structure for hip-hop? Yeah. Or did they find their comfortable positions next to the white industry, the heads of the, the, the white industry, the white music industry, the white cultural institutions, they sat right next to them. And and instead of going for that, vert that vertical dominance, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. of a like, you know, from top to bottom type of ownership, yeah. you know, now people are just stuck with, you know, like imagine, I guess all that to say, imagine this digital age where we had more ownership, where, you know, it was regular and, you know, to expect black artists to find black record deal, uh, black record labels and, you know, black distributors and black record stores, black radio stations, you know, uh, all those things are probably less in number Yeah. in a lot of ways. Of course, we, we might have more YouTube channels and things like that, but as far as things that was really, you know, I guess had that reach but you know things are changing you know so I, I don't mean to discount I guess what's going on in the digital age with social media yeah. but um, it seems you know we have social media while they own just as much of the TV and radio as they've always owned yeah. you know what I'm saying and I wish we had that slice of that yeah, yeah. I mean I, I definitely say this that um, one the, the, the staples that we had we got rid of we sold them and black people have we we we've done this before. Good example. First example, Motown. Motown was dominant through the 60s, the 50s, 50s, 60s, late 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They tried to jump in the movies. Seen the music slack. By the time the hip hop and the R&B of the 80s hit, Motown wasn't a major factor. Except pushing goodies but oldies. Well, in that same time period, hip-hop produced Def Jam. Def Jam did that. Def Jam almost got up to getting their own distribution. They could have got it. Then somebody sold it. Then we find out that they didn't really own it. It would take one of them big names selling less records because you would have to fuck with a black distributor at a time where maybe they're only serving the black communities. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that they don't have that national reach into all these smaller white markets. Well, another thing is this, too. We got to think about what the government did. Tele the Telecom Act of 95, if I recall, allowed monopolization of these things. Radio stations, um, record labels, a lot of these record labels that a lot of our early hip-hop artists on or started, 
their distribution came through these larger conglomerates, the universals. Do you know what I'm saying? It came through those, you know what I'm saying, avenues. Um, so Arista or Arista, you know what I'm saying? And those were monopolized. And that sort of allowed for the, the, the control because now there was no independent real radio stations out there anymore. So, you know what I'm saying? They could control what went on the radio. It used to be that you had to kick out a little cash to get your shit played. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. That's from the 60s. You know, you listen, man, I need to get my song on the radio. But, man, I don't know if I'm be able to get your song on the radio. I already got my slots filled. They go a couple dollars right here. You just play that on there and see what the response is. Radio stations used to have to have your record. Have, yeah, you know, and th- which means you can hand deliver your record for rotation. Yeah, but now these radio stations are working with complex digital systems mm-hmm. that plays their music. It's not like you can go to most radio stations and and, and hand them an aux, or they ain't gonna hand you an aux cable when you come and get yeah. interviewed or some shit like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I hear a lot of these. Uh, I had a partner went down to uh, Park, and um, he went for that. And he was saying that in a lot of radio stations now, the, it's all, the list is already made for you. Mm-hmm. You just come in and, and host, ad-lib, and everything. They already know what they're going to play in that general rotation. It's, yeah, I mean, the DJs used to be a cultivator, a, a curator, you feel what I'm saying, mm-hmm. of the culture. They, it used to be a, a positive type, you know what I'm saying, uh, a filter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. One yeah. that one that worked for us. Yeah, you know, and now the DJs work for them. Well, I mean, and the DJs, like say for instance, I always a good one. He gets some flack now, but Funk Flex was an actual lover of hip hop, and then he he was a radio station, and people would come and they would, you know what I'm saying, give you that. So, um, he would give you that five. His cosign. Could make your, you know what I'm saying, album. So I think it's just a lot of different factors that's going into what hip hop is becoming, um, what it's changed from. You know, I think that, you know what I'm saying, either we're gonna have to break it up into different categories of hip hop. Um, but I do think it's probably going through its own little change. You know what I'm saying? And it's, not what we think, because even some things, even I find myself saying some things right now in here. You know, I find myself there. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, I, I think you know the the music industry currently calling what black folk is doing, what young black folk is doing, just only hip hop or R and B when it comes to you know the music of uh, that that really emanates from us. The, the I, I guess black pop music in a sense. Yeah. Or I, I, pop, no, probably ain't even the right word, but we know it, it, this is our culture on this on display, mm-hmm. and they only use those two names. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we definitely gotta come to the recognition it, it is deeper than that, and which probably means us starting our own, you know, institutions that you know really recognize how intricate it is. Yeah. There should be we should have a hip hop award show that's for us by us that has you know. Eight, ten different categories, uh, you know, break hip hop up in, in, in a lot of different categories. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it, it definitely extends into that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, 
we, we definitely going to continue this conversation, you know, probably once or twice more this year on uh, the 50th year of hip hop. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, we actually got a little bit more hip hop discussion before we get out of here today, Aki. Yeah, a little something to quick cap it off with. Yeah, uh, Cassie's recent allegations against Diddy, you know, which includes, you know, uh, forceful and violent rape, uh, beatings, uh, even even includes as far as Cassie's lawsuit, how it established, you know, the sense of fear that she had at Diddy. Part of how they established it was laying out uh, a story where upon Diddy upon Diddy finding out that Cassie had a previous relationship with Kid Cudi, Diddy in anger says to her, "I'm gonna blow that nigga's car up." And then the lawsuit goes on to say that, in fact, Kid Cudi's car did blow up uh, in, the, the I guess, the weeks or months following that. And uh, his car blowing up was confirmed by his team. Mm. Uh, and then uh, all these allegations break, and we know Diddy to be the lesser demon he is. We talked about that on the podcast previously. Uh, he is who he is. Come to find out, a day after it breaks, they settled a lawsuit very quickly. Uh, so, yeah, Aki, uh, what do you think this says about, you know, as a, as a peek inside the hip-hop industry? Diddy is one of those people that have been around for 20, 30 years. He has, and he has held on to a very comfortable position mm. as a middleman between black culture and the white powers that be a vis- the vicious industry that he's he's partnered with yeah so what is this a window in you know what, what does this window set for you i mean when you join when you join the elites you normally adopt the elites appetites and we you know we you know i'm not a conspiracy man like that you know we heard the stories of the illuminati and all these rappers and stuff in there and shit if it's one person that i would say it's in some elite shit. It's him. It's him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's rubbed the right toes, maybe the right booty holes, or whatever, to get where he is. It's not a surprise, and that sort of looks like hush money. It's really, I mean, it's real simple. We ain't together no more. If you don't want me to tell what you do and what you did, you know what I'm saying? I don't think you'll do it. She did it. And then he said, all right, I got you. And he had a responsibility to shut that up. Shut that shit right on up. As quick as possible. Because if I if she tell on me, she also going to tell who else in there. Exactly. And there may be some people in there that's way more important than me. And the people that did he look up to are looking at him, expecting him to handle this. Yeah. You know, and and also looking down on him for even allowed, allowing it to get to this point. I mean, I just say this like this, and this may not even be nothing with no like secret society or nothing. The things that he was accused of is things that any uh, over control of man with power uh, ruled by his lower self do. But it's, I mean, it's only a select group of people that can order somebody's car to get blown up. And don't get me wrong, that's where that come in at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, nigga, you goddamn putting car. That means when you this, first of all, I take it to this man, Kid Cudi, he, who, 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 he got pretty paid from the game. You know, he got a little change from the game. Wherever he live at, got cameras. Your people was able to slip and put this shit up under the car. 
without the cameras. That means they're good. You know what I'm saying? You make the right connections. You made the right connections out here in these streets. So, you know, yeah, but I think like the charges and allegations against her or that she filed against him, you know, uh, that's typical, you know, men with power ruled by their lower self behavior. We catch that all the time. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you can goddamn blow up cars and then, you know what I'm saying, you real quick to hush, you know what I'm saying, this. He don't, first of all, he just don't want that publicity. It's already bad enough that the chart, the, the lawsuit was filed and it's on the do- books that it was filed, you know. Now, just because you silenced her, that don't mean that the masses of people ain't like giving you that that nigga what face you know what I'm saying like okay we know what it is you know I can see you know what I'm saying Puffy having one of those and doing one of those things like that now granted I'm gonna keep it real I'm a little petty and I don't really like Puffy like that you know what I'm saying my dislike for him goes back to the Puff the, the shiny suit days you know what I'm saying and he had solid credible MCs out here rocking the shiny suit coats I was probably in middle school when he sent them niggas on making the band a dozen blocks for the cheesecake <laughs> I forgot about that and I was like yo that's excessive I, I knew back then this nigga was excessive man. I don't want hip hop that much <laughs> for the cheesecake wasn't it going like was it snowing outside or something it was cold I remember being cold I was about to say man see you know what I'm saying so he's gotten used to that I mean, and then he's been a go to man in the hip hop industry the commercial hip hop industry you know what I'm saying um I never considered him to be a hell of a producer. He was an A&R. That was always his proficiency in the game. He was not a hell of a producer. You know, he sampled a lot of older tracks that he knew we loved. He freaked him out, got the right producers and DJs on him, and uh, he ran across the right people. Granted, too, he has a terrible history with his artists and them not being paid. Um, yeah, it, it all go back to what Shoot Nice said. If, if you don't want niggas dancing in your videos, <laughs> bring your ass to death row. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know what I'm saying? You got that thing. Like I say, I'm, I'm petty. You, see, you had Nas in Biggie Smalls and Shiny Suits. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And I'm, and I'm being petty. That didn't really even mean nothing. They were still giving me lyrics. But I, I just didn't like that. And it went downhill. And then it's like you came up off my man's death. But maybe that was his blessing for you. I don't know. But it's just some shit don't go right, and I'm petty. So, One of the biggest what-ifs in hip-hop right now, Jay Electronica was, I remember he was going to sign to Diddy at a time. Even, I mean, if you listen to Jay Electronica's song, uh, The Ghost of Christopher Wallace, that's a song where he got Diddy doing the ad-libs, and like, and like it's like an eight-minute song. Over half the song is Diddy talking shit at the end of the song. Literally, and uh, biggest what if? Yeah, like what? What if Jay Electronica instead of signing with Hove and delaying his album almost a decade, what if he signed with Diddy? I wonder what happened to his career. Uh, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? I mean, you know, um, I, I, but a lot of artists you could ask that. What if they did or didn't sign? Yeah, because I Diddy? mean, it was a lot of people he had the locks. Yeah, and the locks by the time the the, the locks was supposed to ride a wave. And he took them off that wave with his dealings with them to even though they came back, the the wave that they were supposed to catch to, to propel them, you know what I'm saying? They missed it. It's a lot of artists like that with him, a lot of producers, 
You know, it ain't just the artists, it's the producers and, and, and people, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, he, he pulled a power move. You know, he blowing up people's cars and shit. You know, he getting involved in gangster shit now. So, yeah. I mean, that doesn't su surprise me. He got the right people, right friends to help, you know what I'm saying, protect him. I think when I think about black music exec slash artists who abuses their power, the epitome that is Diddy. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I say it like this, man. I ain't gonna keep us long on this, but uh, she they she settled outside, and from that standpoint, like I said, that sounds like hush money, you know. She got a hush about it, yeah, because you got to put it like this: she got an album, she signed a big ass deal with him, never came out with anything really. Probably didn't make any money from it. Yeah, you dated him, so he took care. He took care of you. You know when y'all was together. Now y'all not together. I don't know if this was a recent relationship breakup or whatever. And um, you got some, you got some dirt and some skinny that's still in the statutes of limitations. And it may not even been that from the beginning. It may have been, you know what I'm saying, she was looking to be taken care of or something. I don't know. It could be any type of thing going on here. But it looks like hush money. Because she was bold enough to file the goddamn lawsuit. And then you was mighty happy, mighty quick to take the settlement. And I'm thinking it was a probably good, hefty settlement. And then it's crazy. You may find out that the settlement ain't shit. It ain't never $2 million. <laughs> so it's like you know not to say that you know what I'm saying those allegations are false cause I honestly keep it real I don't put it past them we've heard we've heard we've heard way more from I've heard people do worse things than that on a low level without that money and I've, we've heard people on a higher level than Diddy do stuff like that Either way You in that elite class For sure Yeah I mean He has a record of people Talking about him like that And putting that on him You know yeah. what I'm saying And uh Yeah That clock That clock ain't striking Bad that many times You know what I'm yeah, saying Yeah it ain't striking that bad That many times man You know what I'm saying Somebody say something about you For 20 some goddamn years Goddamn it Somebody telling the truth Right You know what right. I'm saying But uh Funniest thing I seen about him with Kevin Hart was there was some New Year's Eve, something like that, celebration. Kevin Hart was there with Diddy and Usher in a hotel room suite for a party. You know, just on camera, Kevin Hart doing interviews or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Diddy got in there and talking about how he used to wrestle Usher for the Frosted Flakes when Usher was like 15, a teenager living with him. And, and uh, I think it was Miami or some shit. Because, you know, Usher came up through Diddy, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and live with him as a as a teen as well. Yeah, he, uh, this was when uh, he was in Atlanta. <laughs> he was in Atlanta at the time. And this nigga was talking about, yeah, they used to wrestle. This grown man Diddy used to wrestle him for the Frosted Flakes. Kevin Hart was like, what? Yeah, look that clip up, y'all. Funny as hell. I mean, you know, man, hey, man, um, like you said, there's a lot of things that's been said about Diddy and things that I said. And you think about it, he been around that long because I remember when Usher first came out and I was like in maybe sixth grade, fifth grade, 
maybe fourth grade. Little girls in school used to go crazy over. You know what I'm saying? Crisscross was out at the same time. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, this puffy. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, yeah. Last thing I'll say on it, he. I doubt he gets the uh, documentary treatment as some other, you know, black male stars accused of these things, accused of a long history of these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Abuses of power, sexual violence. I doubt the industry makes a documentary about Diddy as they made it about other people like that. What deserved or not? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that's that's my prediction. I mean, I think you're probably correct on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I say, it's a lot of things. This is just one person being silenced. Ain't no telling who else. There's so many accusations from other female artists about what Diddy did to them. You got Jag Rod, right? You got a lot of them that didn't say things about him. So, mm-hmm. um, like you say, niggas don't say the same shit about you for 20-something goddamn years and it not be true. You doing something. You know, and the thirst and the appetite, well, you don't even have to do. Well, anyway, we ain't even gonna go there. People, have a good evening. Thank you for joining us for this week's fire, mm-hmm. this week's hype, this week's daily dose, the Fire This Time podcast. Yeah, we're gonna catch you out the next one. Peace, peace.